The Magic Detective, starring the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of The Vanishing Boat. And right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks that you yourself can perform. Reveal the guarded secrets of the world's greatest living magician. And now, stand by for Blackstone, the magic detective. Watch this, Alan. I'm going to put this ring of mine down here on the table. Oh, what about it? Well, you just watch him and see. Now, there it is, lying right there by this little carved box. Now, I pass my hands over it, and it's gone. Where'd you go, Alan? Can you figure it out? Oh, I know. It, it went into the box. Here's the box. See if you can find it. Well, it doesn't matter when I shake it. Yet it must be here. It can't have vanished into thin air. Well, sometimes jewels seem to, don't they, Blackstone? They certainly seem to. Remember that case at White Snow and Carter? Oh, they vanished there, all right. That's a jewelry store, isn't it? I never heard of jewels vanishing from there. And it was pretty well hushed up at the time. What's the story? Tell Alan about it, Blackstone. Well, Rhoda and I went into White Snow and Carter's one day to have my watch repaired. As we were standing at the counter waiting to be served, Miss Fanning, the manager, came up to us. Oh, Mr. Blackstone, how providential that you came in this morning. Oh? I was going to call you. Would you mind stepping into my office for a moment? Not at all. Thank you so much. Right this way. Mr. Blackstone, the most dreadful things have been happening lately. Perfectly appalling. Oh, what's been going on? There have been robberies. Right here in the store, things have vanished. Well, don't you have detectives around here? With as many valuable things as you have, I should think oh, that you... dear girl, of course we have detectives. But they haven't discovered anything. Nothing at all. We've checked our clerks. We've kept an eye out for shoplifters. We've done everything. And uh, still things disappear? Yes. I only yesterday a ring. A sapphire ring was spirited away right from the counter. Well, what did the police to say about all this? Oh, mercy, we haven't called them. Well, we couldn't. It would ruin us. Well, why? Well, most of our jewels are here on consignment. Well, you don't think people would continue to trust their valuables to us if the news got out. Well, we've made good all losses so far, but we can't afford to continue indefinitely, even to escape the publicity. After all, there is a limit to what a shop can afford to spend. Naturally. Would you help us? Well, I... What's that? That's the burglar alarm. Oh, Lord, and so... Oh, let's get out of the store, quick. Yes. Aren't that infernal racket? Miss, would you be good enough to stop that noise? How can a person make a selection with that racket going on? Oh, gee, Mr. I'm sorry. Go into pot, that's what they shop here. Go into pot. In my parlor's time, blast it all. This sort of thing wouldn't be put up with for a moment. Oh, gosh, Mr. Don't let anyone leave the store, Miss Cunning. Look at that old goat black stone. He sounds like you're going to have a fit. I've waited in this shop for 50 years, and that is this is the end. I shall take my trade elsewhere if I can't have peace and quiet. Good day, madam. Don't let him leave, Miss Cunning. Why, well, that's Colonel Chisholm, one of our most to see him customers. Well, surely you can't think Don't of... let him leave. Try to pacify him and stay. I'll see to the other customer. Very well, if you say so. Colonel Chisholm! Hmm. I'm taking my trade elsewhere, Miss Fanny. Oh, I can't tell you how sorry I am that all this disturbance occurred while you were here, Colonel Chisholm. Your apologies are all very well. But can they mean damaged nerves? I ask you that, madam. Can they mean damaged nerves? Oh, Miss Fanning, I'm so sorry. It was that there ruby brooch. I was showing it to the colonel, and then I started to get something else, and the brooch was gone. This young lady has the impudence to suggest that I had put it in my pocket. I didn't say that. 
All I said was, did he know where it was, maybe? And he got all red in the face and started howling like a banshee. My good woman, I never howled. Well, you started making a heck of a racket. Mabel, that will be enough. I'm sorry, Miss Fannin, but he was howling like a banshee. Mabel, uh, if you'll just come into my office, Colonel Chisholm, and sit down for a few moments. The old rooster. He's nothing but trouble, no matter how much he spends. He seemed to be kind of mad. Hey, where are they taking all them people? I think they're all going to be searched. Well, I'll be darned. They won't find nothing on them, though. This happened yesterday when that sapphire ring vanished. Hmm? Same thing. I was waiting on the colonel then, too. He got awful hot under that funny wing collar of his. Did they search him, too? <laughs> no, nah, he wouldn't steal nothing. He's got all the money in the world. Except 16 bucks, and I get that next payday. No point in searching him. Anyway, nobody dare. He hit out with that cane of his uh, and Bob. Uh, come here a minute, will you, please? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I gotta be running. Guess them dicks will want to search me, too. So long, miss. Goodbye. Did you find anything out back, sir? They're letting those customers go. Huh? None of them have anything. They're going to search the store next. Well, that brooch didn't walk out of here. That's one sure thing. What are we going to do now? I'm going to have a chat with the Doughty Colonel. And you are to make a phone call. It's an outrage. My attorney will call on you in the morning, Miss Fanny, and as for you, Mr. Blackstone, I promise you we will settle this in the courts of law. Colonel Chisholm, it's a dreadful mistake, I assure you. Oh, Mr. Blackstone was overstepping a little when he insisted on searching you. You have my apology, and you shall have the written ones of my board of directors in the morning. I can't tell you. Search like a common thief. I, one of the Chisholms of Kentucky, search like a common thief. My hand, if you please. I shall leave immediately to consult my attorney and my doctor. My Nerve, you know. One moment, if you please, Colonel. I certainly do not please. I've been searched. You found nothing. My hat, I think we shall keep your hat, Colonel. I beg your pardon, my good man. We shall need it as evidence. Mr. Blackstone, have you lost your mind? Why, Colonel Chisholm is one of our most esteemed customers. So you told me before, but here is the missing brooch, Miss Fang. And Rhoda has called the police. Blackstone, surely he didn't really steal the brooch and the sapphire ring. And all the other things that have been vanishing? Oh, but he had. Well, how? You say he was searched and yet nothing was found on him. Oh, but they didn't really search the hat. What do you mean? I had shaken the hat to see if anything was concealed inside it and found nothing. It was a high silk hat, Alan. And then I noticed that there was a tiny bulge a few inches down from the crown. It was a magician's hat, Alan. A hat with a false top. Colonel Chisholm had simply pawned the brooch or, or whatever and, and hidden it in the false crown of his hat. It was lined with cotton so the ring wouldn't rattle. Uh, like the box Blackstone fooled you with, Alan. Well, how do you know how to do it? It can't be an easy thing. Well, it came out at the trial that he'd once been a magician's assistant for a while and learned a trick or two. Hmm, I must remember that if you ever fire me, Blackstone. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> how come he was such an esteemed customer if he was just a crook? Well, he wasn't just a crook, Alan. He was a very smart one. He'd buy things at the shop, pay for them, and then steal other things worth infinitely more. Nobody ever suspected him. Until Blackstone came along. Well, Blackstone recognized the hat from seeing some magician use that kind. And so, another mystery was solved by magic. Right, Alan. And now, Blackstone, what about a card trick? And one that will really fool us. And one that we can do after you show us how. Well, that's a fair enough request. Well, Rhoda, suppose I let you try the trick yourself. 
And fool myself with it? Uh, more or less. Uh, here's the pack of cards. Mm-hmm. Suppose I deal off a bunch. Meanwhile, tell me, uh, can you sing? What is singing to do with a card trick? Oh, that's just a gag, Alan. Blackstone is trying to fool us already. I wonder if he's going to let us shuffle those cards. You mean this bunch I just dealt? Here, Rhoda. You shuffle this pack. All right, now let's have them. But what about the rest of the pack? Well, you can shuffle that for yourself, Alan. Thanks. Uh, here goes. Ah, you shoveled enough? <laughs> this bunch of cards is really mixed. And so is the rest of the pack. Good. From now on, the trick is all yours. Now, take that packet of yours, Rhoda. Hold it toward you so you can see the bottom card. All right. Remember that bottom card, but don't let me see it. I remembered it. Fine. Now, drop the cards on the pack that Alan is holding. There they are. I'll square that pack, Alan, and hand it to Rhoda. All right. There you are, Rhoda. I hope you remember that card. Well, hey, that's easy. Rhoda will find it for herself. You mean by looking for it? No. Just by singing Yankee Doodle. Oh, now wait. I don't want you to wait. Just sing Yankee Doodle and deal cards right off the pack in time to the music. Silly, but here goes. Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. Put a feather in his hat and call it macaroni. Stop right there. Of course, I'll stop. The song's over. But hold that card. The card you finished the song with. All right. What about it? What was the card you looked at in the first place? The Six of Hearts. Turn up the card and look at it. The card and look at... That's a Six of Hearts. Surprise, Rhoda. I'll be back in a minute to show you how you did it. Nobody could. Oh, it was very simple. So simple that it couldn't miss. Mm. Now tell me, how many beats of music are there to Yankee Doodle? Sixteen. That's right. So I began the trick by counting sixteen cards from the pack and giving them to you. You mean you were counting those cards you took off at the start? That's right. Only I didn't tell you so. I just counted 16 cards to myself. So I had 16 cards, and I shuffled them. Yes, and then you looked at the bottom card because I told you to. And that was the 16th card. Exactly. So you put your batch of cards on the pack. And the card I looked at, the six of hearts, was the 16th card. That's right, Rhoda. It was all set so you'd find it in your hand when you finished singing... Yankee Doodle. A card to every beat. Well, that's the way I dealt them. Oh, did I fool myself that time. And you can make your friends fool themselves if you work this trick on them. I hope you like that trick, ladies and gentlemen. And so, until next time, this is Blackstone wishing you good magic and goodbye. with us next time when the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of crimes on a merry-go-round and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen in again to Blackstone, the world's greatest living magician. (laughs) 